All right, welcome everyone to the Canadian Perspective, your source for leftist political news. How's it going, everybody? I'm Cole, and this is Derek. Yeah, we're the Canadian Perspective. Oh, of... follow us or we'll kill you. Okay, okay, relax. I want to do an episode where we don't curse. That's not possible. So I'm going to try not to swear. I'm going to try not to swear. Okay, I'll, I'll do my best too. We, right. We'll challenge each other. All right, so... The stories we got lined up for you today involve uh, Canada and their supports for f the fossil fuel industry. We got uh, a liberal MP's dick pics shared to the House of Commons <laughs> on live, live feed. We got blacks getting murdered by police, a lot of them in the last week. That yeah, the last week that I, I saw at least three pe people die on video. Right, that's right. By the police hands for no yes. reason. And also, we're going to talk about the anti-trans law in Florida that involves genital inspections. Yeah, we're going to talk about, first of all, the fa like the scientific um, consensus on the issue and so, why it's yeah. bad. We're going to be talking about some trans stuff. And some others and other arguments as well. Right. Yeah. Uh, just describing it, because I actually think that this, this particular trans issue mm -hmm. is not talked about the, in the best way. Yeah. The most effective way. There's no one really talks about the issue. Anyway, we'll get to that there. Let's start with uh, Well, first Canada. off, let's start with Canada. Hold on. Wait. First what? off, we got to mention Manitoba itself. So all the all the listeners out there that are wondering about COVID-19, remember? Cuz yeah. we mentioned this in the last one, the numbers are shooting up. So, Manitoba itself since April 4th has been seeing a tick up in cases. We're averaging now about Every day is over 100. The highest cases on one day was on the 8th of April, and that was 180. And we're looking at 151, right? And I think yesterday... When was Easter? I don't know. Is that the 7th? I don't know. Are you kidding me? I don't know. Because they don't count those holidays. They uh, add the cases on the next day. So oh, maybe that, that was it. it. Yeah. But still, yesterday was 169 daily cases. Okay. So we are seeing a slight increase. That's not good. If anybody was hoping for maybe a relaxing of some of the restrictions from the provincial government, maybe you might not hear good news. I'm just saying. So anyways. Yeah, no, it's unfortunate. I mean, we're probably going to have to go back into a strict lockdown. I don't know how. It's not really doing anything. I mean, it is doing no, something. No, it did. No, it's it doing did. something, but... It flattened the curve significantly. We shouldn't be in uh, red, in code red for this long. We shouldn't be. There's obviously something that's not working. Mm -hmm. There's obviously some policy that isn't put in. Maybe that's the schools staying open? Well, no, um, I think the code, the super harsh restrictions... Did work. It did. I'm no, I, I'm, I'm right saying now. that there's it something. There's something that they didn't do that has caused us. No, they're no, staying in the code red. Just they're staying in the critical emergency state. COVID nineteen emergency state. The first story. Yeah, damn, we got off on that one. The first story we're gonna be talking about. Derek, get off your phone. Uh, the first story we're gonna be talking about. Canada spent eighteen billion dollars on financial supports for the fossil fuel industry. So, yeah, so basically there's a new report by the group Environmental Defense that concluded that the feds dropped close to $18 billion in subsidies and other forms of uh, financial support 
on the fossil fuel industry last year. Of course. Now, obviously, this is in despite of a liberal's promise to move the country to a post-carbon economy. And also, I want to point out that another recent study on how much money was given to the fossil fuel industry clocked in at $1.9 billion. So that was significantly less than the one that was put together by Environmental Defense. Yeah. Something also to point out is that in 2009, then-Prime Minister Stephen Harper pledged to phase out the quote-unquote inefficient fossil fuel industry, fossil fuel subsidies. And all the other world leaders agreed that this was uh, necessary to address climate change uh, and encourage investment in clean energy. But obviously Stephen Harper was full of garbage back then. Usually they are, the conservatives, that is. It's right, and the liberals also apparently are similar. So all the publicly available data showed money went to the oil and gas sector through programs such as the pandemic wage subsidy, which we covered some time ago. Yeah, we covered that in the early episodes. Right. The RCMP and emissions reduction programs. Now, how did the RCMP RCMP money uh, get funneled into fossil fuels? I don't know. That makes no sense to me. And there was nothing else in the CBC article that clarifies on that. Are they like a militia group? For uh, the oil companies? What are they doing? I don't know. Well, the Pinkertons. Isn't that what they're called in Red Dead 2? The Pinkertons were they're, early uh, FBI. Huh? They were a private investigation firm hired by the government and then later turned yeah. into the FBI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, in Red Dead 2, that's how I learned about them, actually. Yeah? What, you said, like, the RCMP are, like, a private... Not a private, but, like... They work on behalf of the oil companies? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's just odd. How does the money go through the RCMP to them? Don't know. I don't know. And, of course, emissions reduction programs. Uh, okay. Yeah, that makes no sense. Give more. Uh, we're going to cut down on emissions by giving the uh, oil companies more money. Yeah. And the person who put together the report said, quote, On one hand, we have a government that's setting climate goals, making climate plans. But on the other hand, it's continuing to subsidize the sector that's most responsible for fueling the climate crisis. Yeah. So, in response, the Ministry of Natural Resources press secretary said that... The Canadian wage, emergency wage subsidy doesn't target a specific sector, right? It was a wage subsidy that you had to provide proof that at least one sector of your company lost revenue over a certain percentage in order to receive the wage subsidy. Yep. And then we also covered that apparently there was a few companies that were more than a few companies that were using that wage subsidy and still laying off workers. Yeah. Because the whole point is to take the wage subsidy so you can keep workers on payroll they were taking the wage subsidy these, and still laying off workers. And then also... These companies were also the, like, the big companies, like uh, the telecom uh, companies, like Bell, Rogers, and Shaw. There's a truck uh, transportation company and whatnot. Yeah, and like the, the big corporations, not like your mom and pa shop, which is which what they uh, marketed it as. Right. That was not good. Something else I wanted to point out about this big story, I didn't know. The public has to rely on estimates... From non-governmental groups because the federal government has yet to compile its own figures for providing subsidies to the fossil fuel industry. Oh, so they don't even know how much money they're giving them. That's right. They haven't even compiled their own numbers. Now, that's that's uh, interesting because the government usually it knows exactly uh, what you spend your money on. It knows all that. You can get audited pretty easy if you f*** with your taxes or whatever, right? They keep a pretty close eye on you. Right. 
Um, why I aren't mean, they keeping a close eye on the massive corporations? You mean mess with your taxes, Derek. They can mess and with your the taxes. disgusting corporations, Derek. Yeah. No cursing this episode. <laughs> Did I curse? You could say the effing corporations and your effing taxes. Okay, I didn't even notice. You didn't even notice? Okay. They, they can... know exactly what you, how much money you made from your taxes. Yeah. But for somehow, they don't know how much money they're giving to these massive corporations. They don't know that? They don't understand. They don't know that. And so that, to me, makes it seem like they're deliberately doing that. So they don't actually have to admit to how much money they're giving them, how yeah. much sus subsidies they're giving them. And also, which is disgusting because I guarantee you, all those companies have been uh, funding Trudeau's and the conservatives' uh, all their political campaigns. Yeah, we when could they're probably running, look that up on Open Secrets. They're probably donating to them. Yeah, we could probably open that up on Open Secrets. I think corporations cannot directly donate to Yeah, but I mean the executives can. But they can do it in different ways. Yeah. Like doing the, the dinners and whatnot, right? But actually, the Office of the Auditor General found in 2019 that the assessment of subsidies by the federal departments of finance and environment and climate change were incomplete or lacked rigor. Now, something interesting that's related to that, in 2019, Trudeau sent a letter to then Finance Minister Bill Morneau that he was expected to finalize a report listing Canada's fossil fuel finance supports. Now, that report remains a work in progress, <laughs> unfortunately. So that's not ready. You know, who's giving the most money, though? That's what we really want to know. Okay. What, what group is giving the most money? Right? Yeah, that makes sense. Turns out Export Development Canada, or the EDC, has given the most financial support to these fossil fuel companies in total of three teen... Three teen. Three teen. <laughs> three teen over here. Three teen billion. A total of $13.6 billion of the money they received came from the EDC. That sum includes supports for projects like the Trans Mountain Pipeline, expansion project and the coastal gas link pipeline so they're directly giving money to these guys the edc said in an email though that they only provide loans equity and insurance to the oil and gas industry not subsidies but that still is providing some some funding yeah that's providing funding and also um the crown said that it's gradually reducing its support for the sector the edc then said it provided 8.1 billion dollars to businesses in the oil and gas sector in 2020 which is down from $12.5 billion in 2018. Why are we giving them any money? They're massive. They have billions in savings. They can fund anything they want. But Derek, they dropped their support from $12.5 billion to only $8.1 billion. That's still support. And the Why are you still supporting them? They can support themselves. Exactly. What are you doing? Because they don't care. No, they They're don't. They're the liberals. They're baby steps. They're the centrists. This is what they do. I know. I know. Cut a liberal, a conservative bleeds, man. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I think it's kind of gross. It just, is gross. They're just like, hey, we're good. We're going to market ourselves as like progressive. We don't like oil companies. We're going to get rid of oil companies because oil's bad for the environment. That's right. And then they go out and be like, here's is a bunch of money. So yeah, you know all those oil subsidies that the conservatives <laughs> have been getting them for so long? Yeah, we're going to continue them, but we're going to reduce the amount each year. Yeah, yeah, just reduce them. But we'll give you more money in other ways. In other ways, the wage subsidy conveniently. So we'll we'll figure out how uh, the number games to give you more money annually. However, uh, make it look like we're giving you less money. That's right. And the, the RCMP. Time. And the RCMP. What? 
I, I don't understand how the RCMP tie into this at all. Like, how does that make any sense? I don't know. <laughs> you know what else is cool? The liberal MP caught naked. No, we are not done the story yet. We We're will, not done? We have, no. The Shit. oil, the, of course, so of course, <laughs> since their name was mentioned, the oil and gas sector advocates. Oh, fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah, said, they said that the report released on Thursday, ignore how much money the sector provides through royalties, jobs, and local sponsorships. And also. Local sponsorships? Yeah, they're talking about like property taxes. You've been to Alberta? Seen those public schools there? Jeez, yeah, they're yeah. crazy. I went to one. No, I literally went to one. Oh, right, yeah. I used to live in Calgary, and we went to the school of, for our Lord nice. and Savior. School for our Lord and Savior. Some, it was some weird, like, super Bible school. Yeah, that's shitty. And then, the Canadian Association... <laughs> Move on. Then, the Canadian Association of Petroleum Producers said in a statement that the oil and gas sector is driving innovation and investment in Canada's clean tech sector. That's bullshit. I don't believe them. For one sec. Yeah, because their main revenue comes from dirty money. Exactly. Oil and gas. Why would they... Um, why would they why be would the they main invest? investors in the clean tech sector that directly threatens their main source of revenue? No, it doesn't make sense. Maybe right? they're, they would be trying to get their foot in the door so that when things change over to clean energy that they can be uh, a part of it. Yeah. But they're not really doing that. They're not going to push for that because that's hard. They got a pretty good. Uh, they got a pretty good source of income coming in already well, from the oil. They're directly from, pushing the opposite. They're, they're trying going, to make sure that clean energy doesn't become the main one. No, I know that's because of all the money that they've invested into extracting oil and, and into the politicians like and into the politicians. So once you change, all that money goes to waste. That's right. So, so. it's basically just them uh, validating their own existence. Exactly. At this point. So I think that's just ridiculous. Yes, the fossil fuel industry are the ones that is going to invest in clean tech. Yes, the it, fox is if, going to guard the hen house. <laughs> They're the best at guarding the hen house, Derek, didn't you know? If you believe in markets, right? If oh, you believe no. in markets... Now he's talking about markets. Okay, fuck <laughs> off. If you believe in markets, why would you support the fossil fuel industries? Um, why would you give to do subsidies? innovation yeah. rather than uh, supporting a startup... Um, company trying to do green energy well if you believe in markets at all you would completely disagree with all subsidies to any private corporations well that that too <laughs> that's i think that that's the main one but uh there is there is a, um, a, a barrier a, of entry barrier of entry into the energy sector right right so i can't just go and just start an oil company no you can't i can't do that what i can do is um support a green energy company through like donations or taxpayers money and stuff like that to get them through that uh door right but but complete that's libertarians, what you would have to do but complete libertarians don't care about barriers for entry and whatnot they don't believe they don't i know care about that, that that is true you can't have um you can't just have open markets like that there right. has to be some regulation so why are we arguing on behalf of markets <laughs> that's just i don't i don't know why okay I, I was just trying to make a point that you can't give the oil companies money in order to get uh, for them to invest in green energy. You yeah, have why to would... start from the ground up with an already green energy company or a green company to do that um, Why would we, them. Why would we subsidize the oil industry that's already making record profit? Well, actually, because of COVID-19, they lost a lot of money. Yeah. But they usually make record profits. And 
they don't need help from the government. No. That's ridiculous. They make trillions. Right. They trillions. Why, Why would we give them money? They should I think be that's... paying that money in taxes back. Exactly. <laughs> Even more, actually. <laughs> so, uh, this is... We shouldn't give them any money. End of story. And also add on to the fact we're trying to get off of fossil fuels. That's another reason why we shouldn't give them any money too. Yeah, we got we got to fund the green energy projects. Yes, that's that's all I'm saying. That's so, my argument. Why are we funding the oil companies when we should be funding the green energy companies? Yeah, I think the conservative argument is that because they are they prop up our GDP so significantly yeah. since Stephen Harper made us completely reliant on them 100%. for our GDP that the subsidy is sort of like. An investment into what is keeping up our numbers. No, that's 100% what it is. But right. I also think that if you don't have an earth, you don't have an no, economy. No, it doesn't matter. Right? The it short term matter. gains and your numbers, your little numbers game you're playing to look good on the world stage doesn't matter. It doesn't... Not when there's going to be... It's not significant when, when global, the, climate, yeah. the climate emergency happens and a lot of Canadian land is agricultural. And when climate change happens, that's going to make it more difficult for farmers to do their to, job, grow crops, cultivate crops. And it's going to be an issue. It's going to be more of a harm to our economy in total than if we cut fossil fuels right now. Yeah, we're looking at uh, long term solutions for these problems, whereas the conservatives are looking for short term. What are our numbers now? We want to grow our numbers now so we look good so we can win the next election. That's right. When they should be thinking, hey, in 20 years, if we don't have an earth due to climate change and the way we've been uh, funding fossil fuels, uh, we're not going to have an economy because everybody's going to be dead. Amen I'm to that, brother. Not to mention the damage to our economy. Yeah, we're talking about the damage to our economy. Not yeah. to mention the, the loss of human life. The overcrowding that's going to result because of it. If you think COVID-19 was bad now, imagine if there's a mass uh, climate refugees coming from the coasts in lands, you're going to have more consol consolidation of people into cities. It's going to be a massive problem. It's going to be a massive problem and there's going to be massive human uh, death. Loss of life. Loss of life. Loss of life. The loss Middle of East property. is going to be wiped off the planet because it's going to be just a desert. Africa is going to become a desert where they can no longer live there. Like the Sahara Desert is just going to grow and grow and grow. Right. What about India? What's going to happen to India? Right. Two billion people live in India. Mm -hmm. And this climate change stuff is going to just... Directly affect India because... Er eradicate the population. So certain places in the Middle where East... Where are they going to go? Oh, they're going to have to relocate where they all going the world. Go? and they're also predominantly poorer and rely on and most of their population relies on agriculture yes they're literally the most so the most vulnerable of the earth's population granted it when uh climate the climate change crisis actually begins um like we start seeing the symptoms of it a little bit more or more so the symptoms start to affect humanity yes yeah because we're already seeing the symptoms yeah uh i i think in canada we're going to be relatively okay compared to the rest of the world because we do have that um the wealth we do have wealth we do have a lot of that stuff we do have wealth but but we we're also, also our import. land our our land is a lot um arable it, climate change wouldn't necessarily be negative have a negative impact on our land specifically but the rest of the world would have a larger impact on theirs Perhaps, but we would see more extreme weather events more extreme 100 percent. we'd still be effective negatively uh with climate change Right. And just the fact that half the population of the planet 
could possibly going to have to relocate or, or die or relocate which is going to cause way more problems than what we have right if you hate refugees now if you hate immigration now well you're not going to like it in 20 years <laughs> that's right yeah <laughs> Yeah. You better be fighting for uh, green energy. Otherwise, you're going to see a lot more immigration. That's right. Or so, I guess you might be happy that they're dying, too. If you're racist. Yeah, which I assume most of them are. But who? Most people that hate immigrants. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're definitely based racist. Yeah. No shit. Did you see Tucker Carlson was uh, spewing oh, he went replacement theory? He was spewing replacement theory. That's white nationalist shit right there. That's l literally Nazi stuff. We don't even have this on the agenda. We're talking about it because it's that's so, so okay. ridiculous. Yeah, that's ridiculous. If you don't know, Tucker Carlson is a host on Fox News. A very uh, intelligent one, actually, too. Well, yes, he's good at riling up the base. Yes. The right wing base. And he made an, a segment talking about how the Democrats plan in his words, right, the de Democrats' plan is to have an influx of immigrants who are not white, but, you know, when he says immigration, he's referring to, like, Mexico and, Mexico and, and um, South America. South America, Africa, Middle East, Middle East right? those uh, places. We're not, not the, like, European countries. Right. Those people are good, right? And that there is going to be an influx of immigrants, and that's going to change the voting demographics the the demographic of the voting population resulting in t in more democratic wins so ultimately what that means is uh there's going to be less white people per capita which means that goes on to like more... the white genocide idea yeah the thing the idea that <laughs> the democrats are trying to place more people who aren't white in the united states so they can win elections is based in the whole replacement theory that's spewed by white nationalists also the term white genocide is what they use that yeah that jews are orchestrating a plan this is how the whole this is the whole thing this is ridiculous i know but the jews are orchestrating a plan to have whites be bred out of existence by having people who are colored either they be you know latinos or it doesn't black matter. or as, Middle as Eastern. long as they are not white if they are breeding with whites then that leads to less whiteness. The idea of whiteness being a sort of purity, which is a ridiculous concept. Yeah. Because also the idea of whiteness is an ever-expanding idea because it used to be Italians were not considered white. Yeah, Italians it used to be weren't Irish weren't considered white. It used to be Poles were not considered white. They all are white. Like, if it's, you look, if at, you look them, at their face, if you are you know? from, if but, you talk with that accent, you're not white. That's what they used to believe back then, right? Yeah. But that's expanded now. It's expanded a little bit to more so them. no italians to... are now definitely white 100 percent, right greeks yeah. used to not be considered white but now they are that's right even so, some some uh, turkish people as well in fact depending. there was a i think it was in ontario there was an anti-greek hate riot what in 1910 oh not recently. you meant recently i'm just like what the fuck hey man the greeks are just trying to have fun smash yeah, some plates just to have fun dance 1918 sorry the 1918 <laughs> Toronto anti-Greek riot. What happened there? Why were they so angry at the Greeks? August 2nd to 4th happened in, of course, Toronto. It was a race riot. It was the largest riot in the city's history and one of the largest anti-Greek riots in the world. <laughs> oh my god. They were, the, in the paper, it was referred to at, as the Toronto Troubles. Okay, that really explains the situation, yeah. right? Oh, I mean, uh, screw off. The riots were the, in, the, the result of prejudice against new immigrants and the false beliefs that Greeks were not fighting in World War I 
and that they were pro-German. What? The riots were triggered by news about the expulsion. This is so crazy, man. That's some This is such a twist. Watch this. This is the... Trigger. You know how the trigger for like race riots in the U.S. against blacks was like a white woman might have been raped. Yeah. Not convicted. No confirmation of the event. No. It was like a claim. And they always said the assailant was black and that would trigger a race riot. The thing that triggered this was news about the expulsion of a crippled veteran, Private Cloud Cluternay, from the Greek owned White City Cafe on Thursday evening, August 1st. Cluternay was drunk and belligerent, struck a waiter... And she then ejected him and called police. That is oh my what God. sparked. And crowds estimated 5,000 to 20,000 led by World War I Army veterans looted and destroyed every visible oh Greek God. business in the city center while the overwhelmed police could not prevent this and just stood by and watched. Okay, yeah, I'm sure they really tried. Due to the scope of violence, the city mayor had to invoke the riot act to call in the militia and military police. Holy shit. On Saturday night, the police and militia were engaged in fierce battles downtown attempting to stop the violence. In total, estimated 50,000 on both sides took part in the riot. Over 20 restaurants were attacked with damages estimated at more than $1 million. 50,000. Yes. That's five times the amount of people at the Winnipeg uh, Black Lives Matter rally. Yeah. So and this was 1918. The population was significantly lower. Yeah. So if you remember the, if are you viewers out there were at the uh, protest, I assume you are, you were, or at least you knew people that were. It was five times that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Now that was violent. Now too. there's there's some things you have to say. Toronto's a bigger city. Also, this was 1918. So that means that bigger city would mean more population, there's but 1918 means significantly lesser population. So you have to balance which one even is. that though um you talk about uh this was back when tensions were high politically of course because there's a world war and my fa actually to speak about that after the second world war yeah my family's heritage on my dad's side raider the name raider was originally spelled r-h-e-d-e-r -E -E when they immigrated here they changed their last name spelling to be r-e-d-e-r -E -E to remove the h so it doesn't look as germanic that's the story behind why it's spelled that way okay and why it's still pronounced raider that's something that makes that. sense so after the events greek community leaders issued an official statement stating that they support the allied cause brutal <laughs> that's so messed up man racism is so fucking dumb i'm going curse there because i don't care but it's so fucking dumb there's no, it's all based on conspiracy theory. There's no scientific fact. There's nothing. There's nothing to back them up. So like except that, for the fact that they hate black people or they hate Greek people in this circumstance. And like the, the whole it's reason why they hatred. hated Greek people is because they thought they were pro-German and they were not fighting World War One. And then the spark for the issue was this whole dude getting thrown out of the cafe. Yeah. But the underlying things were those, which is ridiculous. No, it's 100% ridiculous. It, like, you see this with people that are racist online, too. They have no scientific backing for their beliefs. It's all conspiracy uh, theories. Like the dudes who believe that the size of the skull and the individual yeah. how smart they are and stupid shit like that. Yeah, that, no, that's so dumb. It's the wrinkles. <laughs> it's like reading hands. The people who read hand wrinkles and shit. Hey, that's man, now, now you're going on some gypsy land. Can't do that. I don't know how much of this part we should cut because we did kind of... We, we've traveled on a long time. We've traveled quite a yeah. bit. But anyways, to lighten up the mood... Let's go to blacks getting murdered? No! <laughs> Isn't that Derek? the next story? No, it's liberal MP 
Oh, okay. So a dude was caught with his dick out in the House of Commons video conference. Man was, yeah. This, yeah. So this is a story from CTV well, his, News. It's credible. It's, it's important to note that it was leaked, and that's the big problem. Okay, we'll get into that. We'll get into that, what happened. So this dude, liberal member this of parliament, name. William Amos, he is a representative from the Quebec riding of Pontiac since 2015. He appeared on the screens of his fellow members of parliament completely naked Wednesday. Willie had his willy out. <laughs> he said, quote, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. He said, quote, this was an unfortunate error. And quote, Amos said... That's so funny. Oh, yeah. So he is the parliamentary secretary to the industry minister, Francois-Philippe Champagne. Visible only to MPs and staffers on an internal video conference feed. So so because he was not speaking during the question period, his image didn't show up on the public feed. So it wasn't like the public saw No, it was just the private. um, Like the people that... uh, The MPs who are part of the, the meeting. Yeah, exactly. Right. So... He didn't re- reveal himself to the public. This is 100% an accident. There's right. really no no evidence saying otherwise. Mm-hmm. And so um, uh, somebody, though, on that internal video call with the other members of parliament took a screenshot of that situation, or it was a video, somebody was recording it, and then they took the video and screenshot it. Which is more time. likely, I think, but that yes. ultimately doesn't matter. And then leaked it to the Canadian press. That picture... And now they're calling for an investigation into who leaked the pick. Yeah, no, they should. Because, okay, so the problem here is, well, the, the, the actual event that happened isn't actually that bad. The guy just forgot to turn his mic off and he just went around his normal business. He went on a jog. He no, he taking, didn't forget to turn his mic off. He turned no, his turn his off. cam off. He went on a jog. Didn't realize it was still on. Took off his clothes to change. Which basically. is so odd. He left his house and left the camera on for the call. Went on a jog. Returned. Went in the room with the camera. Went in front of the camera. Changed from his clothes, his jogging clothes, into his like suit clothes. And then while he's doing that, obviously people saw his uh, his wiener. <laughs> it was accidental. It, it was accidental. Which I he didn't mean to hurt anybody. There's no malice here. There's no malice or anything like that. He's not doing anything weird. He's just going through his life, and it just so happened that he was alive on cam when it happened. Listen, you're making a lot of mistakes for this dude. You have to be an absolute idiot to to change. Granted, but I don't think he did it intentionally. No, he didn't do it. No shit, he didn't do it intentionally. Yeah, so I don't. There's no. There's nothing you can cancel him over uh, because of that. You can cancel the- him for being a moron. You can make fun of him for being a moron. You can talk about that, but there's no... I, I don't honestly see that big of a problem here. Uh, you're not having as much fun talking about this as we were before the podcast. No, I know. The big problem... What are you doing? I, I was making jokes before, the lighthearted jokes before the podcast. Right now, I think the actual biggest problem is the revenge porn. Aspect big, of it, aspect yes. Aspect of it. Yes. That's the big issue. That's what I was trying to get to there, Cole. Right. Okay. Yes. So they're trying to figure <laughs> out who, who the hell leaked this pick. Okay. Yeah. And the government of the House leader said, "Yeah, we got to find out who did this." Immediately, apparently, the Liberal Whip, Mark Holland. If you're f- unfamiliar with who a Whip is in we the were parliamentary system, the yeah, we were unfamiliar well. with it. So a Whip is a party Whip. It's charged with ensuring party discipline among members of the caucus. Yeah. So the, and they also appoint uh, who 
speaks during certain bills and whatnot too. They also do yeah. that, but that's their main thing. So it makes sense that a lot of the uh, party whips made a lot of statements because you know, of course, got to keep your caucus of... in line and keep those you know <laughs> those dicks pots. in their pants. Keep the cocks in the pants and the caucus in line, you know. <laughs> Too many cocks in the caucus, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so Going back to swearing, eh? <laughs> something also to point out. Well, I mean, for yeah. this one, fine. The liberal whip. So, yes, he said that the block and the NDP whips reached out immediately and said, Watch. quote, they both. <laughs> <laughs> they whipped out immediately. Yeah, they, they, had, whipped they did. It out. They whipped their caucus just like out. just like Amos did. They both expressed sympathy and made compelling cases that this breach of privacy did not happen from within their offices, end quote. That's what the Liberal Party whip said. Yeah. And immediately after they said they were looking for and doing an investigation who released, I immediately said, oh, it's a conservative. 100%. It has to be conservative because Block NEP won't do this. No. And then the Liberals won't like, <laughs> won't share photos and like smear their own party. So it's going to be a conservative. Yeah. And then uh, immediately after that, I read that. They basically showed, like, receipt space that they couldn't have done it. Yeah. And we're just it's, like, ah, oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Some conservative person did that. And Oh, God. Honestly, the fact that they shared the photo, I think that's revenge porn, basically, because that's an attempt to smear someone. Yeah, because uh, he didn't know. Nudes. Yeah, he didn't know that. And it wasn't even like he took the pictures intentionally, like in revenge porn. Yeah. It was unintentional. Albeit he did take it himself unintentionally. I know, but that doesn't really matter, right? I know it doesn't matter, okay? Right. I know that, Derek. Someone's uh, leaking someone else's nudes, basically. I know, but can That's we have the problem. Fun? Can we have some fun here, though? We already made fun of this guy's wiener <laughs> being out. Dude went hog wild live in front of the House of Commons, bro. First, because we were saying, first it started with that, that female liberal MP... I caught on the hawk mic yeah, about the, yeah, the yeah. new tax plan. She's like, how much do I make right now? Um, about 250 or something like that about the tax yeah. plan. And then everybody in the house, this was live too, publicly. Yeah. And everybody in the house is like, oh, he's like, oh, we have to remind the uh, members of parliament to turn off your microphones. Now, next level, dick out. Dick out. I wasn't expecting that much of an escalation of the situation. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Also still funny. a liberal. Come on. The liberals are just... Yo, the liberal party whip needs to maybe, you know... How do you prevent crack that, Crack some though? more whips, though. The only way you can prevent that is forcing them to turn off their cams whenever they're not at the computer. Done. There you go. You just fixed the issue. 100% what you should do anyways to be, to be a responsible computer owner. Yeah. You should always do that. Especially However, uh... people forget. People forget. People make mistakes. This was just a mistake. Without malice. He showed off his penis... And now his penis is all over the internet now. I honestly don't think it should go any farther than that. Um, except for the person that leaked it, um, of course. But And also, Bloc Québécois MP Claude de Bellefue, the party whip, raised the incident in a port of order and said, gave a reminder, quote, It may be necessary to remind the members, especially the male ones, that a tie and jackets are obligatory. But so are a shirt, boxer shorts, or pants. She said in French, she said, she said, quote, we have seen that the member is in great physical shape, but I think members should be reminded to be careful and control the camera well. So at least he wasn't a bad looking guy either. <laughs> <laughs> at least he was, he was in shape. He wasn't like a Doug Ford, if you will. You know, 
Yeah. Not to body shame, but you and know. And then the Speaker of the House, Anthony Rhoda, thanked De Bellefeu for observations and clarified that while he had not seen anything, he checked with technicians and confirmed they saw something. <laughs> so everybody's <laughs> memeing this guy, basically. They're all trolling him. They're just like, ah, you showed your hog, you fucking idiot. <laughs> and then the liberal, liberal whip had to say, quote, I don't think there was any ill intent. It's certainly an unfortunate circumstance. That's true. That's true. How would there be Ill? Who would flash all the MPs of the house? I don't know, some pervert, maybe? And end their political career <laughs> that they worked hard for? People and hurt have their fetishes. What did, uh, what's his face? The guy that jerked off, the comedian that jerked off in front of his... Louis uh, C.K. Louis C.K. He did that. <laughs> That's true. But That's this true. guy didn't, like, sit back, you know, whip out his hog. It's also and just so start weird. Going. How do you just end up doing that? How is the computer the same room you change your clothes in? I don't know. Why do is you change your clothes in the same room that you have your computer? Yes. But exactly. I, I, I don't own a house. I don't have a study. If I had well, my own house. Maybe it depends where your computer is in your house. Where do you keep it? Where is your office? Probably he has a study that has, or an office or a study, where he has a computer in. Does the dude, you would go into your bedroom and change. How did, this is such a weird circumstance. They managed to do that. How do you do this? I don't know. Maybe he just has all his suits in his office. Maybe, I, I don't know. Maybe it's a uh, mirror he likes, at wiener level, he likes to look at. <laughs> I mean, I like that. I got a bunch of uh, wall height mirrors. So I can just admire myself. Yeah, Derek. Just what, why naked. would you just, Derek, stop? I look at my booty and I oh, go, wow. Oh, this is getting cut. What a, what a popping ass. Maybe I'll leave this in just to spite you. <laughs> Do it. I'll, Do it. I'll clip I want, that audio. I want everybody to know that my radio voice. I will it. clip that audio. I will clip that audio and, and boost it. <laughs> boost it. Bass boost it. Over compress it. So anyways, yes. Anyways. Some fun, fun times. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is to the exp expense of this guy. It was and funny it is before somebody porn. revenge porned him. Yeah. It was funny before that. The revenge porn part is not funny. Revenge porn is bad. I think everybody can admit revenge porn is bad. Yes. Uh, we, we'll end Come on, on that. bro. Though. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Come what on. Are what are you doing? <laughs> That's like the last thing you want. Cole has an alarm going off. What? Practice guitar. Oh. Oh. Save well, me too up. bad. We're doing a podcast right now. Anyways, moving on. Uh, Black's getting shot. <laughs> <laughs> so, unfortunately, this week... Unfortunately, this story was pitted after the humorous one. Yeah. Uh, we're going back down. We're, we're taking it down to some serious shit. Um, so, so, if anybody's been paying attention to the media in the past week, there's been story after story after story of racism in the United States caught on camera By in police. 4k yeah each time yeah well, you, we saw we saw some people die on camera basically oh, yeah we saw two people die we saw two people die on camera we saw a complete lack of training and um complete lack of respect for human life is the in is, these videos is the dante Wright video has that been released yeah it did yeah i haven't seen it you can see it so the first one is dante Wright, who got shot accidentally by a cop who was caught for uh 26 years she was a veteran on the force and so he was basically being detained because of um, 
because of an outstanding warrant. So I don't know. Outstanding warrant could mean anything. To yeah, you. it could be me. Unpaid parking tickets. Yeah, exactly. So it doesn't mean like he was involved in a gang and he was a murderer or whatever. So they're arresting him. And then he tried to get away, basically. And should he, he try to get away? It doesn't fucking matter. The cop uh, in question, the veteran, pulled out her gun and shot him. When she meant to pull out her taser to tase him. Oh, this video changes right? everything. This video, no, this video changes everything. Now I'm, I'm even less. Okay, you want me? I'm to even pause less it? in, in. Um... So we just watched the video, yeah. the body cam footage of from the officer who shot him. What were you just saying? Finish your thought, Derek. So I was basically saying that I, not that this excuses the results of what happened. Not that this excuses anything. But I do think that this was an accident rather than cold-blooded murder, like the George Floyd uh, murder. Because of the video, it you can just hear it in her voice. Things were happening fast. She pulled out her gun and she said, taser, 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 shot, said, oh, shit. I just shot him and dropped the gun. And he so, drove away. And then he drove away. I Because, because of that, the way they've seen that video... I don't think you could say that she intentionally... There's no hard proof that she intentionally did something. To intentionally do I'm that... I'm not saying... Okay, so... Well, just just let me finish. To intentionally do that, you have to... You have to act. You're basically acting at that point. You're pulling out something. You're going, taser, taser, taser. And then you're going, I'm going to tase you. Shoots him. Goes, oh shit. I just shot him and drops the gun. I mean, if that was the acting performance, she deserves an Oscar as well as uh, a case for murder. So I'm not <laughs> saying that I think that it was intentional now. I'm saying that I, in my mind's eye, when I heard of the story, if you accidentally shoot somebody with a gun instead of a taser, you immediately, I think it's like a quick draw scenario. Yeah. Where she pulled and then she shot. Yeah. And then she went, oh, it was a gun. Oh, I meant to tase him. Oh, I just shot him. And I counted, but, but I counted in the video how long she has the gun out. It's for like seven or eight seconds. Yeah. This isn't a quick draw scenario. She has the gun in her hand for quite a while. Yeah. And there's big differences between um, what a gun looks like rather than a taser. A taser is yellow. What side you draw the, which side you draw from. Yeah. So the, taser the, the dominant, is... uh, your dominant side always has the gun on it. Yes. Um, in the uh, States, I assume same thing for Canada. I don't know in Canada, but uh, it would make sense. So the side you draw from is different. The weight of the taser versus the gun is much different. The feeling of holding it, of course, is different. Is different, and also, like you said, the bright yellow color is also different. Yeah, no, there's a there's a lot saying that. And she, she I thought, and I was thinking, okay, still though, that was still irking me a bit. But still though, if it was a quick draw scenario, which I thought it was, yeah, you could still boof it up. 25 years in the force, but perhaps you could still boof it up. She has that shit out. Sorry, she has that gun out for seven or eight seconds. That's a long enough time to I... know the difference between the feeling of the thing, knowing you drew from the wrong side and whatnot. Like, either... I don't Obviously, know. yes, you're I right. You're right. The audio paints it as being an accident I think, by a large margin. I think she was dumb and she wasn't trained good enough. I'm just and she saying, shouldn't have had a gun on the force if she was going to make a mistake like that. I think yes. they should have been vetted 100% beforehand. 
And I think the fact that she did make a mistake like that uh, just shows you the complete lack of training that these police go through. But she is 25 States. years on the force, though. That doesn't matter if you're not trained. <laughs> but you would think you would have picked up training you would think time you would think right like like i'm just saying now the level of idiocy of this police officer 100%. has now increased significantly in my mind unbelievable 100 percent. Like, i'm not on. saying like she should be tried for manslaughter basically instead of like second degree murder or whatever it is um ultimately uh dante white or Wright, sorry uh was a father he was 20 years old had a girlfriend had a kid, a two-year-old kid, and he was shot. And he died. To dead. He was shot to death. He died in, uh, in the vehicle after he did take off. And whether or not he tried to get away from the police or any of that, whether or not that um, is bad or you shouldn't do that, you weren't obeying police orders, none of that means that you should die. Yeah, obviously not. None of that means that you should die. Mm -hmm. That's ridiculous. There is no way in hell... That you can justify killing someone because they disobey police orders. Right. There's no way in hell. And then you see the other video of the 13-year-old that got shot in the chest oh, with the gun. Um, so the 13-year-old basically was running away from the police after the police responded to a shooting. Um, they were running after him. He drops the gun behind a wall, puts his hands up. And once he puts his hands up into the air with not unarmed 13-year-old mm -hmm. kid, he was shot in the chest once by a police officer. Yeah. yeah, so he was fleeing from police, right, yeah. from that police officer. Yeah, he stops by the wall, and then, you know, so he was holding his, his the waist of his sweatpants when he was running. Yeah. They're saying that's a sign that you have a gun on you. Which is which is true, and there or was he was shooting. holding up his pants. And there was, like, shots fired earlier. Yeah. Not at police officers, but that's why they responded to it. And it wasn't from a 911 call. It was from this weird app they have. Yeah, Chicago use. has this really weird, like like pinpointing so, of the sound of the gunshot and whatnot some big brother-esque yeah. system for them to directly report the shots before anybody even calls the police yeah so kind of fucked up yeah so he runs up to this wall and then his hand disappears behind the wall and then his hands come out and, he, and they're up in the air and that's when the cop shoots him and he there's about less than a second or two for that kid's hands in the air before he gets shot basically so, he had his hands in the air before the cop stopped himself, aimed the gun, and shot him in the chest. That's right. The, and the guy was still running when the kid was putting his hands up. Yes. Or at least that's what I interpreted from the video. So there's no reason to shoot him. You know what? We should, shot him we should brush up on all these by watching the... So yeah, we just reviewed the footage again of the 13-year-old boy getting shot. Yeah, such, such a fun video to watch. Anyways, you Dude, can kid is in eighth grade eighth grade. Yeah, my brother's 14 my little brother kid younger than him was shot by police In the chest and died on scene when he had his hands up. So yeah, we reviewed the video and in the video I Hate doing this The police officer had every right to shoot and kill that kid. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I have the amount of time obviously the officer shouldn't have shot the gun. No shit. Obviously. There's no way the officer should have shot his gun. But the amount of time that he had a visual of the kid having his hands up was very short. But it could have been a longer visual if he didn't shoot his gun. Yeah. So. Well, you could obviously see the kid had his hands in the air at that point. And it doesn't take two seconds to realize that. Or less than a second. Less than a second. It, it doesn't. The guy, the guy was running. He stopped running when the kid had his hands up. And then he shot. 
Also, then he pulled and shot. I think that uh, I think that is more of a murder than the other one that we saw earlier. Yes, and also they didn't have a direct visual on the firearm. They weren't one hundred percent sure that he had the firearm on him. They he was just, just holding the waistband of his sweatpants. Doesn't mean that he could have had a phone yeah. in the waistband of his sweatpants. And now there was shots fired earlier. That doesn't mean he did. That's them. what they responded. That doesn't mean he did them. He was just running away because one, he's black. He just saw the whole country. I mean, there's a bunch of reasons why he could have ran away. Thirteen, he's scared. He's black. He's scared. There's, he's uh, black. So many reasons why. Yeah. Right? And it's a natural human instinct to run away. There's right. actually policies in like Germany where... Uh, right. If somebody escapes from prison, technically that doesn't add on to their sentence because yeah, exactly. it's a natural human instinct to want to escape. So him dropping the thing and turning out his hands up because he knew the jig was up and the police officer pulls his gun and he shoots once. Now, according to police protocol, you're supposed to go okay, magnum. Can we, can we search that up real quick? Yes. So we looked it up and police are trained to, quote-unquote, neutralize the threat by firing multiple times. Yeah. in the United States. And, and you know, they even, this article I'm reading is the guy from the FBI, an FBI agent, is stating, answering certain questions, like, why don't police just shoot a person in the leg? Because they shoot Obvious. to kill. Because. That's literally Hubbard the answer. Said, yeah, his answer is almost literally that. Dude said, when police shootings result in death, it's not the officer's immediate goal. Wounding someone in the leg or another less lethal body part will not stop the person from potentially inflicting serious injury or death on an officer or another member of the public, he said. Thus, police are trained to aim for the torso or the middle of a person's body where all of their vital organs are and increase the likelihood of death. What do you mean getting shot in the leg won't stop you from... You get shocked by the bullet. You're done if you get shot in the leg. Let me tell... Unless you're like on some crazy amount of meth or something. And then like... Like 99% of the cases... You're stopped when you get shot in the leg. You're down. You're not continuing. They're cuffing you and sending you to the hospital. What is this like like Call of Duty where you have last stand perk and you're on the ground with a gun out and you're like and you're like shooting yeah, bullshit. Like, no bullshit. No. Maybe maybe if you don't shoot to kill, people wouldn't willing to shoot back at you to save their own fucking no, life. No, that's not a good that's not a good Cut argument. Out, I gotta say, that's not a good argument. Because when you fuck everybody knows. If you start shooting at the cops, your ass is so dead. It's over, buddy. You might as well shoot yourself. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. So I don't think that's how, that's a good argument, but. Man. I don't know. Maybe not killing people would make people more willing to be like, hey. Yes. I will surrender because yes. I am no longer scared for my life. I no longer have to defend my life. Right. Or I won't have to drive to a lit area. Yeah. Which because brings I might us get into harassed too. our other story that happened. This veteran, black man, who's a veteran. So yes, this veteran, the veteran story. So what happened was. Uh, I believe a veteran, a black uh, lieutenant in yes. the U.S. military was driving. What city was this in? I don't even know. Should we look this up? Uh, I guess. It doesn't really matter. Basically, uh, this yeah. guy was driving um, and he was being pulled over. And since he was black and um, and he was smart, he wanted to pull over into a light area with video cameras. So he pulled into a gas station. Oh, this is in Virginia. So it's in Virginia, which has a history of racism <laughs> and so so what happened was then the police officers came out and then were very agitated because he uh he didn't drove, immediately stop yes he drove for two minutes mm-hmm. after the, he was sirened down from the police and the reason why the police were trying to stop him is because he, the car he had didn't have plates but he had the dealership paper in the rear window mm-hmm. that they could see 
the, you know the temporary plate yeah. so you know because yeah, yeah. that's what happens right because you gotta drive around to get your plates <laughs> yes so and he was driving and then they they sirened him and then he drove with his hazards on for two minutes until he found a brightly lit place which happened to be a gas station yeah and then at the stop as you were saying <laughs> police officers came out with, came out with guns drawn already yeah and were demanding compliance from him of course he had his hands out the window and whatnot yeah so but, what so what he was doing was he was preemptively trying to uh de-escalate the situation saying yo i just wanted to go into a bright area uh just for he my didn't own tell safety. them that no he didn't tell them that nope. immediately nope i thought he did nope okay it doesn't matter what he was asking he put, he put his hands out the window said i am unarmed it's just me and my son in this vehicle the son was in the vehicle yeah that's a direct quote <laughs> Oh. why did you pull me over what he was yeah what he if he you was see asking the whole video the, the whole time he's asking because i think the officers are obligated to let you know why yeah you're being stopped or why you're under arrest oh, and that's what the lieutenant was asking the whole time was why am i being stopped what's the reason for stopping me and all these things and they wouldn't give him a reason no which is odd but you know. wanted him to get out of the vehicle. However, he, he they asked him to keep his hands out of the vehicle as well as get out of the vehicle and his seatbelt was on. So in order to get out of the vehicle, you would he have would to have put... to turn over hmm. to take off the seatbelt. And he didn't want to do that because that hides his hands from the cop. Boom. He's pulling out a gun, right? Oh, yeah, he gets well, no, they up. both have their guns out. No, I know. But then it looks like he's pulling out a gun and then he gets shot. Right. By the police Conflicting officer. orders, yeah. Right. So you're you're saying conflicting orders. You're confusing him, and he's being very like uh, he, was de being, he was de-escalating mm. the situation, trying his best now, at least, and asking for the information. And he was being respectful. He wasn't being like anything. He wasn't saying anything crazy. He just wanted a simple answer that the police are obligated to give him. And they wouldn't give him. And they wouldn't give it to him. And then, and then they pepper sprayed him in the face. And then the one older police officer said, you're fixing to ride the lightning boy. Yeah, which is... A, when he had his taser out. And, and the reference to that is, ride the lightning means riding the electric chair. No, I know that. Yes. So he's saying... And there, it's also a term used to describe when people, part of the police force, and I think... I don't know... I don't think the military have to go through this, but when you, oh, you gotta go get through training and you get tased, it's yeah. referred to as riding the lightning in the police force and i don't i think he thought that lieutenant would also know that maybe phrase which is why he used it you're fixing to ride the lightning and he had his taser out i don't know I that's why he used I mean, it i would have got that in that situation that's pretty obvious yeah but he, there's some shouting going on and yeah anyways and so, so you know what happened was you know the older police officer comes over and he says when the lieutenant says uh, i'm afraid to open my door and then the older officer says well you should be yeah, that's pretty fucked up. And yeah, and pepper sprays him. I I think two or three times in the face. Yeah, chemically assaults him. Yes, that's a that's a good way to put it. Chemically assaults him. So in this case scenario, then they uh, they open the door because um, they just walked up and opened the door because it was unlocked, while his hands were still outside the vehicle, and his seatbelt was still on. He's the guy's still being respectful to the cops. Uh, I think the only thing he said was that's fucked up when he got pepper sprayed. No, he said, oh, it's messed up, man. Yeah. Oh, it's messed up. But this is, I already know the conservative side. I already know what they're doing. 100%. He, was, he wasn't conforming to... He wasn't uh, complying to their orders. Or complying to orders. So when they said, oh, get out of the vehicle and whatnot or, or do all this stuff, he, he wasn't immediately complying with their orders. Therefore, the police became agitated. And, you know, that's well, why they his hands. Him. 
Okay, so what should have gone down? I'm not even a police officer. What should have gone down? The guy has his hands outside the vehicle. You get out, you say, hey, is there anyone else in the vehicle? They go, no. So I guess you can pull out your gun. They didn't stop immediately. You go over, you check the vehicle. No one else in the vehicle. Put your gun away. Say, sir, can you please get out of the vehicle? Uh, he asks, why am I being arrested? Well, you didn't have plates, so we're just going to make sure that uh, this car is registered in your name and all's well and it's not now, stolen. Now, after driving for two minutes, two minutes they is might not be that a little long. bit more sus. Two minutes is a long time. Okay. I disagree with you. But I you think put, two minutes is a long time. Here. Why did you do but, that? I wanted to go to a safe uh, location. Easily, yeah, cops could have easily asked, why did you run for He's not really running. Yeah. But why did you run for us? run from us and it was like i want to be in a brightly lit area with cameras right yeah and also the dude the lieutenant had his own camera yeah on his dash there seeing the whole thing so yeah and then also the body camera footage was released immediately too that's what should have happened but that was never asked by the officers yeah. the officers never asked that they never asked that question no they didn't they and just went immediately to having their guns out which is fucking crazy. And then shouting at him to get out of the vehicle while also having his hands outside of the vehicle. Like, come on, man. It's absolutely nuts. How, how, do you, how do you follow orders when there's two very different orders being shouted at you and they're, they have their guns out and you're afraid for your life? What do you do? Well, what do you do if, in that situation? I don't care if you're afraid for your life. I think he did they're, exactly what he was supposed to what do. What they'll say is they'll say if they did end up shooting him, they'll say, we were more afraid for our lives than he was... For for his, his yeah of like course like they did in that hallway that hotel hallway yeah with that one kid who got a shot by the ar-15 yeah obviously in that situation that man was obviously scared for his life yeah obviously shaking and crying in that situation and how do the officers say that we were more afraid for ourselves in that situation that's unbelievable and that dude who shot him he got off yeah and also he had uh uh, excuse me for the profanity, he had get fucked etched in the side of his AR-15 that he shot the kid with. Of course he did. Of course he and did. And that was... Because these guys are LARPers, And that man. wasn't admissible in court, apparently. No, that's 100%. That wasn't allowed to be introduced in court as evidence. That should be. That's ridiculous. This guy wants... That's evidence How much that of a he psycho. wants to kill How someone. How much of a psycho this person is, right? He does not care about life. Right. So... Of course he's the one that's going to shoot. So the idea of why are the police... We're so scared, so jumpy, so jumpy and so scared. We got to have our guns out all the time. I, it makes them feel good. They got power. They have to flex it, man. Yeah. Well, that's actually probably honestly what it is. Also, that cop who shot and killed that person, he yeah. gets 33 grand a year because of uh, PTSD, possible PTSD syndrome from it. Really? Yes. On okay, top of his fantastic. pension. On top of his pension. Fantastic. He gets paid more than the minimum wage. On top of his pension. On top of his pension for killing a dude and having possible psychiatric problems okay well it. we're not we're not uh we can't we can't diagnose say, yeah that. but that's still you but should be in jail yeah absolutely murdered this if dude. you're in jail they pay for all your stuff you don't have to pay for anything you don't need the income right at but, least that's the argument so but so this older gentleman this older officer yeah. was released from the force good after good. this also the woman um officer that was she that quit shot, she quit uh, she quit and they're like barricading her house yeah like the police are like making defenses around her house and whatnot yeah it's, it's crazy it's bad. even though she's not a police officer anymore and then the last uh, video there was a young black man walking around his neighborhood just chilling mm -hmm. you know vibing and then this white army sergeant drill sergeant comes out and Let's starts harassing him 
Just a human thumb. A big right. toe. Just a massive toe. Straight out of Spy Kids. Yeah. Comes and, he starts, and he starts harassing him in the most... Uh, says everything that's... Racist. Racist, except for saying stuff that's directly like, you're black, or... The N-word. The N-word. He didn't say the N-word, but he said everything but the N-word. Or, you're black. Yeah. He said, it was, what are you doing around here, boy? You better keep walking. Are you... what? How long you been in this neighborhood? Was Will you live here? Where do you live then? Yeah. All this stuff like that. And the kid's standing there like... Bro, get out of my space. I'm just trying to go for a walk. I'm not doing anything. People have been referring to it as a sundown neighborhood, too. No, the neighborhood is not a sundown neighborhood. But this is similar to, like, this evokes the image of what a sundown yeah. neighborhood might okay. be. Okay. It's not so, actually a sundown neighborhood. Maybe, but this is the type of shit that you would say, like, you better what get is, out of here. What is a sundown neighborhood? Sundown uh, neighborhood is an old term that in certain neighborhoods or certain localities... Basically, the idea is that when the sun goes down, you get if lynched. you're black, you, you'll die. They or, you. or that's the most extreme case. In the other cases, it's used to refer to neighborhoods where you know blacks are not allowed to own property in those areas. Yeah, or after so. 9 p.m., there's sort of like a pseudo curfew for colored individuals where police will harass you and, and kick you off the street and all that stuff after a certain period of time. That's the okay. idea. So uh, this guy was... Apparently was walking and I guess he said something to the guy's wife or whatever. And the guy comes out and just starts harassing him and telling him to continue walking. And then when he goes to walk away, he gets shoved by the dude. The dude's probably like 75 pounds heavier than him. Dude's massive. Dude's massive. Like he obviously is gym buff. What are you watching? Why is it so hard? So yeah, we just brushed up on it. Yeah, you're in the wrong neighborhood, kid. All these things like you that. You better watch you out. You better watch out. You better start walking. And then the black kid is like, maybe you should uh, call the police or somebody. And then I think his wife, who's nearby, she says, oh, we've already done it. it, it was, stick around and see how that turns out, right? Yeah, which they know is how... already a threat of police right. violence. Right. So that was just so odd. And it goes on for quite a while. And yeah. then he ends up physically shoving the shoving the guy. And, and the black kid is being very... He's he's trying not, to keep it at a calm level. He's yeah, trying to stay calm. He's while not escalating. Massive dudes yelling at him. He's not escalating. At the same time, he's not going to follow orders because it's demeaning. Yeah, it's absolutely well. It's racially demeaning. This whole situation is demeaning, right? That this dude thinks he can uh, he can patrol the neighborhood. The and guy's just like, like, "I bro, I'm just trying to." I'm like, literally walk walking home. down the sidewalk, and that somehow is a problem for you. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. And so the results of this video being uh, released. A massive amount of black people showed up at this dumb's house, um, prote uh, protesting, of course. he The guy left. Yeah, of uh, course they bailed. Of course, which makes sense. I mean, for safety reasons, too, you want to bail. Of course. Um, uh, but, uh, so, oh, you had to leave your neighborhood. Yeah. Because it turned out there was a lot more uh, black people, a lot more colored people in your neighborhood than you thought. Yeah. So, I like that, I like that image of all the people I in front of his house. I'm a little bit... Hesitant to be like, hey, protesting at someone's house is like yeah, 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 a good tactic. I mean, it is a good tactic, but is it a moral one? I don't know. I mean, but under, it's a taste of his own medicine for sure. And now yeah. he's afraid of his own neighborhood, which is exactly what he did to that black kid unjustly. And now they're justly making uh, him afraid of being in his neighborhood. Yeah, for being because all of a sudden, oh, now you see all the black people in your neighborhood. Oh, look, they're so spooky. I gotta leave my house. You're a thumb. A scum individual. And I believe he was fired. 
or is being um, investigated by his uh, the military. <laughs> Actually, also uh, the Dante Wright thing. Okay, so I tuned into Stephen Crowder. Okay, I tuned into Stephen Crowder right after this happened because you know what? Sometimes I'm like, let's see how bad his take is. <laughs> you know, let's just see because there's so many chuds that watch him unironically. Oh yeah, right. Um, so I want to know the arguments that he's uh, putting forward to uh, be able to argue with the the chuds, basically, yeah. right? This is a good strategy. I think I think so at least. So I tune in for five minutes. Five minutes. This is the one where the woman cop shot the black guy. He made it. He was on the police's side. He said the black guy was uh, evading the cops and therefore justified his murder. And that uh, oh it actually God. happened. It actually happened because the cop was a woman. And that because she was a woman, she was prone to making those mistakes and shouldn't have been a police officer in the first place because it's a man's job. How bad of a take can you have? Dude's coming out with bigotry. I wasn't even expecting. This dude unlocked a whole new level of bigotry yeah, in this no, situation. Whole new door. Okay, so he reenacted uh, George Floyd's death as oh, well. Oh, of course, yeah, I'm sure. Um, he got the his producers to dress up as gay cops to kneel on him. And they didn't even kneel on him the exact way that George Floyd did. They did not put nearly any pressure or in the same location that George Floyd's uh, or the that Derek Chauvin's knee was. Knee was, of course, because mm -hmm. he's uh, he's doing a show and he doesn't want to die. That's right. <laughs> and then he does stuff like this, too. Like, how or he bad... Says things says things so horrible. Hor oh, it's oh, so bad. That's also, didn't he also say that uh, the reason why he was non-compliant, the reason why he ran away is because there was a female officer there? Yeah. So he also said that the only reason why this uh, kid uh, tried to run away... Was he because he felt the velvety hands of a woman on him, <laughs> and so he knew what? that was his chance to. What? The weak hands were his chance to run away and get away from the cops, and he took it. Like, now that might have been a joke, but there's an under uh, underlying uh, implication that because oh my the God. cop was a woman, he tried to run away. Yeah. So that's how True bad that. this person is. Yeah, is I just I just want to tell everybody. Everyone knows Steve Crowner is just an absolute goon. Not show. not everybody. I know at least four people that watch him. Like in my direct circle, I know four Damn. people that watch him unironically and think that he has some good takes. That's unfortunate. So, I mean, it, he's really bad. Anyways, we're going to get to the kid delirious down in uh, Florida next. That's right. So, this, that is that's unfortunate. right, Cole. That's right, Derek. That was hey. a horrible story. It's... Yeah, the dude. one we just covered. Why are they? We're going back to another horrible racism in the United States. Oh, it's it's so bad. Prevalent, it's so, so bad. prevalent, and I mean it's equally as prevalent here. We just have it against um, Native Americans, Native Americans, as well as Black people. But uh, okay, so anti-trans laws in Florida. The state of Florida has made genital inspections mandatory to make sure that trans girls are not playing uh, in women's sports. Basically. That's why? Yeah. What? That's why? To make sure they're not trans? Yeah. So if a kid, if a girl is accused of being trans, they have to do a genital inspection on them. Accused? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, to pass. To pass to play in women's sports. Now, who's going to do that? I'm actually not sure. Um, I'm assuming probably a coach because they're... 
Florida's just pedophile city over there. Oh my god, they're gonna bring back Mike Sandusky. Who's that? That was the dude who was a football coach, and he was caught um, raping a shit kid in the showers. Oh, and he had that whole donation thing for child donation thing for kids. They allowed him to get closer to children. Oh, and he had a whole sexual pedophile ring. Oh, yeah, Mike Sandusky. Maybe I should cut that. Maybe that's too fucking savage. No, I, I think that's perfectly. Like, <laughs> that's exactly what this is. So this is made I up don't... of an issue that is solely targeting targeting trans women just to marginalize them it's not based off anything it's just people that hate trans people trying uh, to make it harder for trans people to do things that they enjoy that's basically what it is they argue that trans women uh, because of being born male or with a penis uh, produce a larger amount of testosterone and therefore have a massive advantage when it comes to sports this is not scientifically accurate for a number of reasons mm -hmm. testosterone levels are actually not linked to performance levels of performance right mm -hmm. and 10 percent of women have uh polycystic ovarian syndrome which means that they produce higher amounts of testosterone than average which also doesn't disclude them from playing in sports right so why would a, it why would they exclude a trans person or a trans woman specifically because this actually doesn't affect trans men hmm. trans men are able to uh, perform against uh right because that's not they see that as a more of a disadvantage also with the genital and uh okay, so genetic some... testing they can also do a genetic test i believe it's not accurate either because post-off trans women of course don't have a penis they have a vagina and women that uh have complete complete androgen insensitivity syndrome which describes a person with an xy chromosome but also has a vagina yeah, so I guess that's intersex. I'm not actually yeah, entirely like, sure. Oh Basically, they have a male chromosomes, but they have a vagina. So, like, this doesn't this isn't accurate at all. And genital inspections will take place uh, if a child is accused of being transgendered. And then, of course, they will have to be inspected. They'll have to show off their dick and balls or their vagina to somebody, probably the coach, to uh, to make sure that they're the gender they claim. That's right. So if they're if they're if a student's quote biological sex is disputed, the law authorizes schools to require health examinations or documentation from the student's personal health care provider. So it's not they have to have a general inspection, but but they're allowing they could, it. They have the power to do that. Okay. It's just as if they're accused, which already brings which up a on, whole bunch what? of bullying. If you're accused. That brings up a whole bunch of bullying uh, problems right there. And the law itself is called the Fairness in Women's Sports Act. Yeah, that's not. First of all, this isn't a problem that's ever been uh, an issue. This is a non-issue. This has never been a problem. They're claiming that trans women are just dominating all women's sports no women are ever going to win a medal. It's all going to be just trans women winning all these medals because in their eyes, they're male, right? That's not the case. That's not the case at all. That's right. This never really happened. There's, with the Olympics, the Olympics have had pro-trans uh, inclusion in their policy since 2004. So if you're a trans woman, if you're a trans woman, you can play on the women's team. If you're, if you're a trans man, you can play on the man's team. 2004 that's pretty progressive that's pretty progressive yeah it is and no trans people have ever played in the olympics or openly trans i guess that could be discrimination though but still you'd think that they wouldn't yeah i know but it's that could be from other uh aspects but this is a non-issue 
this basically all came about from I mean, one girl who was angry that a trans person beat her in a race. And so she sued them because, of course, but so she sued her. And then, uh, like a couple of weeks after the suit was finished, I forget if she won or not. I think she lost. She beat the same trans woman in a race. Oh, odd. Which just so means it was unnecessary. It was unnecessary, and there was no advantage there. Hmm. They're at a similar level of performance. Yeah, that's messed up. And then also, there's that case of that female weightlifter that also um, she was stripped of her titles after they found out that she was she was born with the sex of a male. Yeah. Well, was born with the gender of a female too. Yeah. It's okay. We're cis dudes. We try our best. We are not transphobic. <laughs> This is such a topic. Every word you say is like a landmine. Yeah, I, I mean, we're on the right side of the issue. We do our best. Listen, people. But... Trans people deserve the same rights that everybody else does. And since they're discriminated against, they deserve discrimination protections against people being discriminatory towards them. Like every other minority, like uh, LGBTQ people. This is duh. And when it comes to sports, it's a non-issue, meaning that... There is the cases of this happening are so few and far between that it's not even a thing that n needs to have a law passed. No. Like the whole was it transgender bathroom thing yeah. that some dude's gonna pretend to be transgender and then go inside of a women's bathroom and then like oh like sexually assault women. Never happened. That never <laughs> happens. It's statistically insignificant to the extreme. Yeah. So this is just another case of that. They're making laws for issues. For, for problems that don't exist. Just, just to, to be, trample on people's rights. Yeah, just to uh, marginalize them further. That's all it is. So, yeah. After that story. Anyways, yeah. I mean, something, oh, and, and also, you know, it's not surprising that Matt Gates comes from Florida. No. Uh, <laughs> After this story? Wasn't uh, Jeffrey Epstein also? From Florida? I believe so. Oh, no. I think Nygaard also had a place in Florida. Like, Florida's like the pedophile, like, place. Place to go. I think if you're going to move to Florida, you should probably have a background check into your internet history. Anyways, <laughs> anyways. So those were all the stories we had for today. Yeah, um, it's been an eventful past week. The the trans thing is obviously in the news, so I I thought it was we should have we should cover it. Uh, the the racism, the police racism, systematic racism is obviously the issue. Uh, so we had to cover that. We don't have to justify why we cover these stories that are incredibly important and on face value you can understand that they're incredibly important i don't think we should have to no we probably that. don't i also i also want to say okay so when say we're talking with... about police officers and we're talking about how all police officers are bad and stuff like that um i'm not actually saying all police officers are personally immoral bad people um when we're talking about police issues we're talking about a systematic problem problem with training problem with how money is allocated a and problem. a problem with the stress that are put on the police officers many police officers are personally racist well you're missing one of them what there's a problem with culture and there's in the police flaws. force yes yes 100 percent. Right? because the problem a lot of these cases is that there are multiple police officers at the scene and they don't stop the bad cop the actual bad cop who's acting badly well because there could the, be reparations against them if they do stop them. And yes, and if also because they go against another uh, officer. Right, and also because, you know, they're their buddy. They're, yeah. you know, all that shit. So where's the good cop that's supposed where's to the stop the cop? bad cop? Yeah. They, they don't, they're not there. Yeah, Why I'm don't not, they stop the bad cop? Well, once a shot's been shot. 
Yes, kind but of in done. the situations of George Floyd, in the situations Situation of police beatings. I think 100% that those police officers should be tried uh, at the same... Um, because they did not stop it, they should be tried with the same charges, Right. in my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. um, however, I also know personally people that are not racist and want to help people and became a police officer or a cadet at least um, yeah in order to help people rather than uh, this they just are uh, work under a system of racism a system designed I mean you can to join discriminate with, against you, uh, groups of people yeah you can join with good intentions but ultimately the you can outcome, get twisted yeah so I'm it's it's a hard topic and I don't want to say all people that are police officers are inherently evil but the system itself is evil, and that's what we have to change in order to uh, fix the problem. That's right. Rather than personally attacking the police officers. Because, of course, you should personally, or not personally attack, but um, you should charge the people that do the, do the shootings, do the unjust killings, and, and the racist um, actions. But the actual problem itself is within the system. You need to change the system. That's right. The systemic racism that's baked into the cake of the way that the force functions. Because right now, it's not possible for a good apple to exist in the force because of the system. Yes, in many cases, yeah. It's, it's just not possible. You look at the RCMP, the report came out about all the, the uh, misogynistic treatment yeah. of the female officers in the RCMP. You're looking at um, the sexual assault cases that occurred in the military and how their big attempt to fix it in 2015 didn't really do a good job. No, um, There's still a massive problem with it, their whole justice system in the military is, is messed up. And so, yes, this is, all comes down to institutional issues. Yeah. So the whole idea of this bad apple approach, and also, you know, like I was saying, the cultural The uh, cultural definitely also impacts Is a it. massive side of it. Because they're all buddies, buddies with each other, so you don't want to out your buddy. Yeah. Or you don't want to... And also there could be repercussions culturally. If you do out your buddy, then all the other police officers right. don't want to work with you or right. whatever. Exactly kind of kill your career doing that right which is 100 percent a big problem mm -hmm. <sighs> so how do you answer that you gotta rebuild the system yeah i that's basically it i think we're done here these were some pretty heavy topics these except for the dick out one that was except for the liberal <laughs> that's what we i'm saying though now. you know we gotta have fun um so yeah, I, I hope you uh, found this informative. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you guys came away with some more knowledge. Yeah. And uh, if you liked it, please follow us. Uh, please follow us on the Spotify or whatever. Just follow us wherever you, you want and do things and support us however you can. Uh, we don't or just have... keep listening. Or download the podcast. That way we well, that's the only way you can support us. We don't have any way for you <laughs> to donate or anything. Yeah, so. I like doing that. Anyways. Anyways, so that was the Canadian Perspective. Yeah, hope Signing you have off. a good night, day, whatever time of day it is. Everybody stay safe from Corona. All yeah. right, goodbye. All right, bye.